The following program is produced by the Tech Talk Radio Network. This is Alice Cooper, the original Technotard, and you're listening to Tech Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin Lemmy. And Sean, is uh, you're working today, right? Uh, yeah, we're... We have a basketball, our first basketball home basketball game of the season. So that means uh, you're kind of remote. You're you're not in your regular studio operation. No, I'm in the VO booth at work. Just got away for a minute so I could record tonight for the show, just because I've been so busy the last couple of weeks. I haven't been able to jump in and record. So I, I made a point and said I'm going to record my show tonight. Well, That's yeah. Cool. I, the reason I really wanted to talk to you. Okay, so the week previous, you were able to be on the show, and you and I extolled the virtues of the iPhone 13. Which, I got to say, a lot of people checked out that show because they were thinking they want to get the iPhone 13. Mm -hmm. And then last week, I don't know if you heard the show, but, you know, uh, Justin was here and we talked about the Pixel 6. So Mm -hmm. it was like, it was kind of cool because we got, you know, we got a balance of both, uh, both devices. Now we can kind of go back and say, number one, Justin, did you get the Pixel 6 yet? I have not because it's sold out everywhere you go. So you're having a hard time finding. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't. No, I can't get the Pixel 6 right now. All right. Um, If I got it from the Google store and I switched my carrier to Google Fi, then I could get one, which I'm not necessarily wanting to do at this moment. Um, You know, I'm on Verizon, so I'm kind of waiting to see that. However, with things that may be changing soon in my life, I may be going to Google Fi because it's more accepted internationally and we can maybe touch on that later. I don't know. Um, however, yeah, you can't find it anywhere right now. Yeah. A lot of people have been having a hard time with it. If they didn't get it, you know, when it was first announced, uh, they're having a hard yeah, time. Pre-orders. Now, now, uh, the iPhone, Sean has been, you know, you've been able to really have like what, two, three weeks now with the iPhone. I think on record day, you had had it for a few hours. Yeah. So that day we recorded, we had gotten them that morning. Oh, wow. Well, that afternoon, that afternoon. So it was about four o'clock in the afternoon we got them. <clears throat> it took me less than five days to drop it and shatter the back glass. Oh, my God. What was I telling you? Wait, what now? Oh what? My God. <laughs> so you I dropped had, it and shattered the glass. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't buy a case at Apple. Okay. I was going to buy mm. one at Best Buy because the Apple store, they're like 45 bucks. I have, okay. Hold, Sean, hold on for a second. Childa, I told Sean, Justin, I told him, I said, I noticed you don't have a case for that. Aren't you going to get a case, get an OtterBox, get, you know, some kind of case on it? And Sean's response to me was, oh, I never use a case. <laughs> Famous last words. So, so I had I'm a sorry. case on my 7 Plus. We'll see. And it survived, right? I And I think I said I'd never use screen protectors because I'd always have a yeah, case on my phone. That's right. It's not that's an true. OtterBox, right? So... The, I went the, a couple of days without a case because I was trying to find one that I liked. I hadn't gone to the Verizon store or anything. So I went to wash my hands in the bathroom at work, set my phone on the counter, went to grab my phone. It slipped out of my hand and it fell corner first on the tile floor in the bathroom and shattered the back, the back glass. Oh, man. Mm. But I thought so, iPhone was supposed to have Gorilla Glass. Oh, that sucks. Five days. Less than five days. They break it. So... Thankfully, I always buy Apple Care with my products. Right. It's just because it, the, the support on Apple Care products has been beneficial over the years. Uh, I highly recommend Apple Care. It's worth 199 bucks to get Apple Care for your device for two years. 
But I took it to the Apple Store. The Apple Apple Store, you know, said, "Yep, we're gonna we're gonna re- re- replace the back glass on your phone. It's gonna be great." Then he goes, "Ooh, wait, we don't even have repair re- parts." To repair <laughs> the- <laughs> oh, there you it. go. So you get a whole new phone today. Oh, wow! Oh, that's awesome. So okay. I walked out of the Apple Store with a, not a second brand new iPhone 13 Pro for twenty nine dollars. For the Apple ID, the Apple Care fee. Uh, that's not bad at all. Yeah. So the the only difference was, whenever I we buy our phones, we always go through Apple instead of going through Verizon, because Apple will just activate your line on your current existing account, whereas Verizon may try and get you into contract, may try and, and do all this other stuff. So if, if it's easier to do it through Apple than it is to do it through Verizon, and what they do is the newer iPhones have eSIMs on them. So they're electronic SIM cards. There, there was no physical SIM card in my first phone. Right. But because my phone was already activated on Verizon, they couldn't activate it a second a second time. They couldn't activate it at the Apple store. So I actually had to go to the Verizon store to activate my phone. Mm-hmm. And Verizon won't do an eSIM if you don't ha- if you if you have if you don't have a SIM card. So if you don't have a SIM card and you only have the eSIM, they will put a SIM card in your phone. They, that's just their corporate policy. Right. Wow. So the benefit of that, right, is if I go international, I can just use the eSIM to go to a carrier internationally and have two phone lines on my phone. All right. Yep. Uh, or swap out the SIM card, whatever. But let's just say I bought a case immediately when I before I left Verizon. Now, which brand did you end up getting case-wise? You get the life... So, Nope. So there's a brand called Tech 21, which mm-hmm. is just a, uh, it's, they make phone cases and all this stuff. And uh, I've just been, that's what I had on my 7 Plus. That's what I had on my 5. That's what I had on my 4. And I've been very happy with them. So Tech 21, uh, they make them for all models of phones. And, and they're stuff, not that, exp- it, they're not that expensive. It was, I think it was 30 bucks. Yeah. That's a lot cheaper than the OtterBox. That's that's out there. If you were you were to try and equip that with that, yeah. The the outer box for this phone was forty five bucks. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was even higher. I thought they were more in the seventy five eighty five dollar price range. Depends on which outer box you get. The the life box or whatever they call it was forty five bucks at Verizon. Oh, that's good. So, do you feel better now that you you put the case on? Yeah, I dropped it. I dropped it since. So now, did you end up getting one for Caitlin? Because I know you know Caitlin probably went the same way. You know, you no, got her an got iPhone. She got a case right away. She went to Best Buy the next day and got a case. I just was being lazy and hadn't had a chance to go because I was busy at work. I'm never leaving a store without buying a case for a phone ever again. Let's just put it that way. That's some actually you good know, advice. It, it, that reminds me of when I bought my uh, my Pixel 5 um, at the Verizon store. And I was trading in my, my Pixel 3 uh, XL. And the guy, you know, that working at Verizon, I, I might have told this story before a couple of years ago, but the guy working at Verizon was like, uh, so with your new phone today, do you want to go ahead and get a case and a screen protector? As they normally would say. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, nah, I'm good. He took a look at my desktop background or my desktop wallpaper that I had on my Pixel 3 XL, which was Eric at like two years old, right? Yeah. He was two years old. It's a picture of him on my desktop background. He goes... Is that your son? I said, yeah, that's my son. He goes, he's cute. How old is he? I said, oh, he's he's uh, two, two, uh, going about going on three soon. And he looks at me, <laughs> and he gives me that one look, and he goes, 
Are you sure you don't want the uh, case protector or the, uh, you know, screen protector or the case? And I'm like, all of a sudden, I just imagined. Well, actually, no, this was. No, I'm sorry. He wasn't talking about the screen protector or the case. He was talking about the protection plan. Right, right. Where basically if I drop it or do anything with it, he'll replace it. And he goes, are you sure you don't want that? And I just imagined Eric going, look, daddy, and then dropping my phone in the toilet. And I'm like, you know what? You're a good salesman. I'll take it. <laughs> you had that flashback. I had a flash, flash forward. forward. Yeah, yeah. flash forward of what might happen. But, you know, it, it, you mentioned, you know, uh, uh, Apple Care, And I do like the Apple Care program. It, it's an awesome program for yeah. Apple subscribers. It, and I totally agree with that. Even though I don't really like Apple products, I think that's a great program. I also want to mention that there is a new thing with the Google Pixel. Now, this is strictly through Google. It's not through Verizon. It's not through T-Mobile or AT&T. But if you go through Google itself, they have a new thing called the Pixel Pass. And it's $45 a month. Now, what that gets you is... That's a lot. Yeah. Well, hold on. All right. It gets you uh, the latest Pixel phone and an eligibility upgrade every uh, every two years. So automatically you get the latest Pixel phone. Oh, wow. You get YouTube Premium, which, by the way, I watch a lot of YouTube, and I'm getting ridiculously frustrated with how many ads they throw in. Yeah. I mean, it has ramped up 150% over the past, like, six months. It is ridiculous how many ads they throw in. It's like every two minutes there's an ad. So YouTube Premium, ad-free experience. You also get YouTube Music Premium. So it's kind of like an, a competitor to Spotify. You also get device protection, uh, which protects it against damage, lost, and theft, kind of what I mentioned with Verizon. You also get Google One. So you get 200 gigabytes in the cloud. Uh, you also get the Google Play Pass. So you get hundreds of games and apps without for free without any type of in-ad or in-game purchases or ads. So you get all that for $45 a month, plus you also get $5 a month off of your Google Fi plan. So people are like, "What? wait, what is Google Fi? Yeah, there, some listeners maybe don't are not familiar with that. Yeah, so Google Fi is literally another carrier. It's, it's using, I believe it's using the T-Mobile network, but it's also international. So it's kind of like, um, what are some of the ones out there, the cheaper ones, like the Cricket? or the Cricket Wireless, or Mint Mint, Mobile, you know, those things. It's like that because it uses one of the major carriers' networks. They just lease space on their towers, but you're on Google's own carrier. And the best part about Google Fi is it works worldwide. Any country you go to, your phone will work without any extra setup. What kind of uh, throughput do you get with that? Well, you get you know, 5G, I mean, 5G. So you do get a 5G connection. Oh, right? yeah, absolutely. Right. And and so that's kind of why I'm thinking of joining Fi, to be honest. Get rid of Verizon and go with Fi. Now, couldn't you have Fi uh, within the household as well? Is that available or is it only for smart devices? What do you mean by having Fi in the house? So basically, that would be your internet provider, Google Fi, Ooh, would be um... then be used to receive your internet within the home. I think you're thinking of Google Fiber. That's what i'm thinking about yeah no google fi is more just wireless google fiber they actually discontinued google fiber yeah they they did it to prove a point uh this is years ago they did it to prove a point to say look all you carriers out there comcast and spectrum and you know uh century link you can provide gigabit internet to your customers 
and it's this easy. Let us show you how easy it is. And people were like, oh, my God, Google's going to change the world. And all of a sudden now Verizon and Comcast and Spectrum and CenturyLink are like, all right, we'll give you all gigabit Internet. That's yeah. the only reason they did that. They don't, they don't even do it anymore. So, so let me ask you, the $540 you pay per year for this, that phone, you're, you're not going out and spending $900 on the phone nope. and then paying $540 a year. You actually, so for $540, you sign up and you, it's just like a subscription. To it your, is a your subscription. Phone. But you never own absolute... the, you'll never own the phone, though. Mm, I don't know. Probably not. No. I mean, I'm sure there's probably some fine print that I haven't read yet. But is there a guarantee that Google is going to be around in two years? I'm going to say, yeah, most likely. Yeah. <laughs> the look on your face, Sean, said it. Well, huh, what? Justin, is this what you're going to do? Is I don't it, know. Is, you don't know. I'm going to look into it more because I looked into it about a year and a half ago, and it just didn't quite meet my needs at that time. But again, if if things in my life change and I'm doing more international travel soon possibly, uh, this might be the way to go. Even if you don't take that $5 and use it for, you know, Google Fi, you could still use it with your carrier, right? I mean, you still take it to your carrier say, you know, I want to have uh, my my Pixel 6 on Verizon. Right? Possibly. Yeah. I guess, possibly. Yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, Unless they're making yeah. it something exclusive for Google, that's no, not good. No, I don't think so. I don't, it doesn't say, it doesn't, I mean, it, the most of the benefits you get from it are kind of like the Apple Care because you get that device protection. You're yeah. going to get the latest phone every couple of years, and then you get a couple extra things like the YouTube Premium and all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to have to look into it. Honestly, I'm this really going to have to look into it. This is what I've learned today, just from Sean's experience. Number one, Apple Care. I don't have Apple Care. I didn't do Apple you Care should. when I bought my device. You should. Hundred percent. You should. So if you're buying a tablet, you're buying any a Mac, you're buying a um, you know an iPhone. Somebody should be getting that Apple Care. And yeah, it, because it's it's literally a hundred percent replacement. Doesn't matter what happens to it. You could no drop it off the Empire State. Not hundred percent. No, they offer no, because, they, they do offer a full replacement. Yeah, for an extra fee. You just told us that twenty nine yeah. bucks. Okay. Okay, so, that's sorry, not a hundred percent. I take my twenty eight hundred dollar laptop out and it falls off the top of my car because I forget to put it in. I'm gonna cough up twenty eight extra bucks to get it replaced. That's not yeah, a that's bad like, deal. That's like one, like less than. Well, wait, hold on. Is that one percent? Like it's like lunch. no, it's point one percent. It's like a lunch. Yeah, you pay for lunch. <laughs> you pay for lunch. But I'm just replaced. trying to be. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. It's not one hundred percent. You do have to pay a little bit. But the same with right. Pixel Pass. That's minimal, though. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. So they, they it's also still went worth to a, new, a new kind of a new format for it. So you could pay monthly, or you could just pay an upfront fee for two years. But then it. It, you can't. You can then go to monthly after that if you wanted to continue, but more often than not, you're going to replace your phone in less than two years. Now, granted, I've had my phone for five years, so, but um, it was cheaper to do it monthly than it was for the one-time fee. Really? Well, especially since yeah, you just it, laid out all that money for the smartphone. Right. So okay. it the. But what they don't tell you is if you keep the phone for more than two years, they don't automatically cancel your monthly payment. So if you go beyond those two years, you're still paying for the Apple Care. Um, Whereas my Apple Care currently is two years and it's done. Right. Okay. I, I've had great success professionally and personally with Apple Care. Because we, we when I worked at Fox, we had Apple Care on everything. 
Mm-hmm. And the number of times reporters would drop their laptops or leave them on top of their cars or lose them or have them stolen. It was very easy to pay a small fee and get a replacement quickly. And they can brick the device, too. I mean, if it gets stolen. I mean, they have the ability yeah. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's through your your iCloud account and things like that. So. Wow. Well, that's pretty good then. I So I said th- that's one thing I've learned. Apple Care. I think. um the next one, and I'll be the next one to update, I think, probably. And I'm still swaying. It's either going to be Pixel 6, which I've not experienced other than testing, or it's going to be iPhone 13 Pro Pixel Max. Pixel 6 Pro is the best phone on the market right now. Sean, I'm best, for you. The best display. No, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not denying that at all. The, the, the user reviews, the critic reviews, the performance, it's Google's best flagship phone, period. Ever. Really? Yes, it is the best phone in the world right now at this moment. Now, I want to go back just a moment. You asked me about, you know, Google, the 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 the, the Pixel Pass or the Google Fi. Yeah, it does say you can upgrade to a new Pixel phone every two years after twenty four monthly payments. You fully own your phone. Oh, okay. So you don't have to give it back. You don't have to give it back. You can you can decide if you want to stay subscribed to Pixel Pass. And to receive the next available device as an upgrade. All yeah. right. The other thing I learned is to get to to get a case. And whether yep. it be, you know, I've been using OtterBox for years, but like the one that I have is really torn up now. And mm-hmm. I mean, the screen protector looks awful. So I, just, I might I have just to look at like, this Tech Nine one. I just don't like OtterBox. It just it, it it's just too bulky for me. And I get it if you're in an environment where you're doing construction or you're out, you know, you're constantly throwing your phone around in your hand. I can see that. But for me, I sit behind a desk most of the time. My phone is just sitting here on the desk next to me. I don't need the super rugged um, protection, if you will. I just got the official Google case. It's just a tiny little case that goes on the back of it. But what I like about it is it has a lip around the edge of the screen to help protect so, the glass, yeah. Exactly. So if yep. the phone falls face down, the lip is going to absorb all of that contact of the case and not the screen. So that's kind of so, a big thing to look at. The one thing I was worried about with my phone is that you can see the ca- the cameras, right, on the yep. back of mine. So yep. on, the, on the 13th, on the newer cameras, the, the lenses are raised from the surface of the back. Sure, because they're so... The lenses, so, they're, so if, yeah, so if you don't have a mm-hmm. case, you're... When you lay it down flat, your lenses are flat on the they, your Ooh. lenses are touching. Oh, that's not good. That's no. not good. Yeah. So most of all of the cases Same with have the Pixel this 6. raised they have a raised lip around the camera. I don't know the, the camera section. The camera housing. Yeah, yeah sure. See that. Yeah, the camera housing, and that, then it sits flat, and it I, I'm more comfortable with it being protected. But the, but that's the same uh, thing with the Pixel Six. The the Pixel Six that camera it's it's kind of weird looking. It's got like a bar across the top of the phone. That's where the cameras sit, and it's raised outside of the case. So, yeah, it's the same thing. It won't sit flat, but I don't know what the cases look like, but I'm assuming there's probably going to be a case that would make the entire bottom of the phone flat so it would include extra space for that camera housing and then put the you know layer of protection below that. I'm, I'm assuming kind of like what you just did with, with your iPhone 13. It's got to be something similar to that. It's got to be, but you know, Tech Twenty One. It's the case I have. I, I've, I, you know, I. It's one of those things where it's like they've worked for me in the past, protected my phones in the past. It's mm-hmm. a brand loyalty thing. So sure, 
why why change it if it works you said it, the, the brand is tech 21 tech 21 yeah tech, yeah tech 21 i call that, it tech nine i think that's a gun yeah that's a gun <laughs> uh and it's also a rapper um <laughs> is it tech is it t-e-k or t-e-c-h t-e-c-h two one okay all right i'll listen and have to look at that now uh sean i was wondering you're the wise guy in the show uh, oh my god wise so they had they had a huge community week. i saw this yeah I, I thought about you when i heard that they were doing this so explain a little what, what this all right community i'm gonna week take a break about. i'm gonna take a break sean you uh, go ahead and talk no. about so, this <laughs> caitlin and i are budgeting because we're having a child and going through the <laughs> paypal receipts how many wise things did you buy Uh-oh. that was the question they made a lot of announcements they during during their week. A ton of announcements, and you're about and to buy some more. Man, did I did I buy some wise stuff. So what did you know? What did you end uh, up getting? So they did kind of a they did kind of like a camera day, a lighting day, a home security day, and then like a wise cam plus day, right? So I I should look back and see when I made this announcement. Like, hey, they should make this thing. Yeah, because we had talked about it, and I said, hey. I took a solar panel that I had at home and I made it so it would work with my outdoor camera. Right. Now they offer a wise one and for specifically designed for the outdoor cam, 20 bucks. Yeah. That is a great price because I have, to get awesome. up, I have to get up on a ladder and change Me cameras too. out. Yeah. So this way you, yeah. don't, you don't have so, to do that. Yeah. So that's good. I got that coming. Um, they've had delays in their pre-orders. So I'm finally getting my LED light strip. It just shipped. So I'm getting that soon. I bought the second version of their pan tilt zoom, their their PTZ camera that they have, which right. is incredible, by the way. Um, then Wait, what else okay. did I buy? I well, hold on. Can too. you can you expand on that? Why is that so incredible versus the version one of it? Oh, it's got the improved sensor, so it's got the improved low light sensor, it's got the improved night light, it's got improved AI, it's got improved um, it's got better zooming, it's it's got a wider range of things. So it's it's just a better quality camera. And can I just mention one thing that I personally love about Wise uh, as of like two weeks ago? Wise finally released the official real-time streaming protocol firmware, RTSP firmware for the WiseCam V2s, which means if you want to watch your WiseCam using the internet, like an internet browser, instead of having to use the Wise app, you can actually download this official firmware because it used to be more of a community hack Right. that once you installed this custom firmware, you would no longer be able to install the official firmware, which is what I did with all of my wise cams except for one. And now they came out with the official supported wise cam RTSP firmware. So now I have one camera in my house that I can watch using VLC media player on my computer. Very nice. So if I'm in the basement working, I can keep an eye on my main floor. If I'm home alone, you know, I'm wearing headphones, I'm working, I don't hear things. I could keep an eye on the main floor to make sure that nobody, you know, breaks in or the cats don't puke on the carpet or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Thank you. Yeah, I know you (laughs) needed to have that visual. Um, But no, it's awesome. The RTSP firmware is awesome. All right, and which you can then bring that in via OBS and uh-huh. use it as a streaming source. OBS, oh, that's kind of cool too. Yep. So if you're in the great and outdoors, you can take in RTSP streams into OBS. So you could just put in that IP address and have it into. You could use it as a source for a live camera. 
And then they also announced one final thing. I think it was yesterday they announced it. The Wise Cam Floodlight. Oh, wow. They're doing that. Oh, I'm, I didn't see I We've seen, seen other companies that. Oh, do my that. gosh. I just bought a floodlight, motion-sensed floodlight. Did you get the ring? Ring's no, doing no, it. No, 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 no. I just got a regular old floodlight motion sensor for my garage, and I finally got that put in, and that's the same day they announced the Wise Cam. Because I have a camera pointing over my garage, looking out my, my alleyway with this light then would turn on. But now the fact that they've got this WiseCam floodlight that's basically a motion-censored floodlight with a camera built in, I'm like, dang it. I wish I would have gotten that instead. What is amazing about this company, about Wise, is they've been able to do this. And while you can find their products at some home improvement stores, you know, big box stores, you can find them at some pet stores. Basically, they're not a retail company. It's you order from the company. They ship it to you, and that's yeah. that's the way that they have been able to sustain themselves. Different from Ring or Nest or you know any of the other products that are simply they're a direct to consumer. Safe. Yeah, they're direct to consumer. Yeah. So they they offered a bunch of more stuff too, right? So the, it's crazy that they went back through. So they now offer a wireless doorbell. Okay. Yep. A wireless so doorbell. The one I the one I have is wired. Right. But I like the wired because it always stays powered up. Correct. This one is kind of like the outdoor cam where you would have to come in and you would have to charge it over a period of time. Or I think it's got a rechargeable battery you can just drop into it. So it's like three or four months before you have to recharge it again. But I like the wired one. The only thing I didn't like about the wired one was they only allowed you to connect it to one chime in the house. Mm -hmm. But they changed that. So now you can connect up to four chimes to it. So now I've got one upstairs. I've got one on the main floor and one in the basement. They all chime when the doorbell rings. I like that so with the good. Google. I like that with the Google Nest because I have the Nest doorbell and then I have a couple different Google speakers throughout the house. So whenever somebody rings the doorbell, all of my Google speakers will chime up and say ding and they'll say somebody's at front door. Oh, that's cool. I like that. All right, we we got to take a break. We come back. Uh the drones, the Mavic 3, the pricing has been announced. It might surprise some of you. Uh we'll take a break and come back with more of Tech Talk Radio. And now, back to Tech Talk Radio. So before the break, we talked about drones. And I'm yeah. the drone guy, right? Yes. And yes. I've been flying drones. I'm licensed by the FAA. It's something I've been doing since, the you know, 2009. Well, you got an actual license? I have an FAA license, yeah. You I've have the, the Part 7? Part 17 certificate. Or 17, yeah. yeah, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Part, you know, it used to be He's called... He's a pilot. He's literally a pilot, yeah. I am literally one, like, a leap from having an actual pilot's license. When I got yeah. mine... I literally had to go to the airport and take the, the same test that you had to take to get your beginner's pilot's license. Did you have to parallel park? <laughs> no, I'm not, I did not. You have can't to do, do that in a plane, Andy. <laughs> so they announced DJI has been announcing a handful of things. They announced a couple. They announced some some wireless microphones. They're not just a drone company anymore. They're getting into the cinema because they also announced a DJI camera, which we could talk about another time too. But the Mavic 3, and I didn't know about this because I've been so busy. I've been wrapped up. I haven't been paying attention to the internet for the last two weeks. The Mavic 3. I've flown the Mavic. I've flown the Mavic 2. I've flown the Mavic Air. I've flown the Spark. I've flown them all. This one looks amazing. Yeah. And they're, they are huge upgrades to the cameras. But the price. Yeah. That's going to scare well, a lot of people away. Because this is really, don't you consider this prosumer? I mean, this is professionals could use this. And high-end consumers this, can use this it. This is a 
bleeding edge prosumer. Like if, if you're a consumer that has money to spend, this is what you're spending it on. This, so this is not a this is not a consumer. This is not a consumer drone. This is what I found. Okay, dual cameras, right? But these are cameras got, that are pretty amazing. Yeah, it's, it's got a four thirds inch uh, CMOS, which is charged multi oxide sensor. Hasselblad. Hasselblad is up there with in terms of like Leicas, and the, they're very, 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 very well known branded cameras. So I know Hasselblad has done work with DJI in the past, but to have this camera with that size of a sensor on it, it's just going to be, you're going to be able to do so much with this. Mm. They, they're saying it's 46 minutes of flight time. 15 kilometer transmission range. Whoa, that's pretty good. 15, really? 15 kilometer, that's absurd. Hmm. 5.1K recording. So it's uh, it's just, if, if you're a nerd like me and you want to go over but the this specs, is, just go over to, D, to DJI and check it out. But now this, is the, it's this is the Mavic though. The Mavic, that's the mini one, right? The Mavic mini or? No, no. Like, this, well, no well, so so they, they make a Mavic mini, which is, considerably smaller and it's yeah. designed for to on the go a small bag and yeah on the go this is more this is a collapsible one it's, that's a little bit more compact it's it's, it it's not big, as big it's, it's, it's as bigger. the phantom right no 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 no. okay it's it's about half it's less than half the size of a phantom okay okay and, it, and the wings collapse in and allow you to pack it up into a small case right okay you could fit it into a foot you could fit it into a shoebox now i've heard though that it's more aerodynamic so it's easier to fly so for the pilot that mm. is you know trying to get footage that makes it easy too and they're even offering what's called a fly more combo which gives so if you go out in a shoot say sean you're out somewhere and you're you you're you know you don't want to only have that 46 minute flight time time so you can pay a little more and you can get three batteries a charging hub so you get a little more time with it but you're going to spend more money for that Right. Yeah. So they they they've got the DJI Mavic Three, which is for twenty one ninety nine. Then they've got the DJI Mavic Three Fly More Combo, which includes three batteries, charging hub, carrying bag, ND filters, and some other things. Then they also offer, which I didn't know this. This is the first time they've been doing this, a cinematic premium combo. Now, what does that mean? Forty nine ninety nine. Four thousand nine hundred ninety nine bucks. Five thousand dollars. Wow. This what? one though. This one. Hold on. It. It allows. This is for cinematic. This is you're going to buy this if you're doing it for if you're shooting a, an independent film or if you're shoot. You know, you need something to shoot cinematic quality level stuff because it's allowing you to do ProRes four two two right. On, it's recording ProRes, right? Which for the people that know what ProRes is, that's that's all you need to know. It can record four two two high quality ProRes internally. Uh, and I'm going to read mm. a little bit more, but the. Premium combo comes with it comes with the VR headset for it. It comes with no, I'm sorry. Yeah, and it's not the VR headset. It looks like a VR headset, but it's the carrying case. Oh wow! VR headset. That's really strange. ND filters, the bag, three batteries. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, it. But it's basically a hardware upgrade too, because you're getting probably a better video processor and some other things in there too. I need to do a little bit more research on. The difference between the cinema one, but it also looks like the wingspan's a little wider. So it, yeah, it just looks. If you're gonna, if you have five thousand dollars to spend, feel free. But 
for people that just want to go out and fly for fun, mm-hmm. you're never going to need that much. Now, if, if somebody wants to get this and monetize it, so like for film crews, for television, for uh, surveyors, for real estate, real estate, you're seeing a lot of drones used in real estate, which I thought was funny because, you know, I, I do photography and I've shot photos of homes in Green Valley and Saudita and always do great shots on the inside, right? And great shots on the outside. But a lot of the realtors started saying, well, can you get a drone? And I thought, why does somebody mm-hmm. want to see a picture of the house from above? But more and more people that are yep. buying a home, they want to see what it looks like in the neighborhood with yeah. a drone. Yeah. And I, I don't do that. But the thing is, you got to be a Part 17 licensed pilot to do that. Because if you make money flying drones, you have to be licensed by the FCC or FAA, excuse me. Right. Correct. Yeah. If you're doing any sort of commercial business, you have to be. And it's it's so it compared to when I got mine in 2010 to what it is now. I don't even get to they get to take a small test. There's hardly any plain regular like plain you know knowledge of like ATC towers and airspaces and things like that. It's just it's they've made it so dummy proof that if you're looking to do it for business, they've made it really easy. Mm. So if somebody gets a drone, and, and they, they, I don't think they're going to drop five thousand dollars on this. There's other drones out there on the market, um, and even from from DJI. But if they get a drone, where where should they fly it? If they just want to get out there and have fun, yeah, see, that's the problem. Well, you shouldn't. For one, the one of the big rules is you can't fly it over people. So don't take it to the park and fly over the park because you're flying oh. over people in a public space. The problem is, is there's no people fly. everywhere. Yeah. This that was the one big yeah. thing about that's the one thing about my, when I had my drone, I felt like I couldn't fly it anywhere because unless I was like on a farm in the middle of Michigan with like nobody around for like twenty thousand miles or whatever, that's the only place I could fly it. Like I felt like it was with, it was it was without so... without coordinating with ATC, right? Like right. It's, you don't realize how much of the airspace stuff actually flies through, right? But it's, if I'm flying at 200 feet, there's not a plane that's going to fly and clip my right. drone. So they've, they've, they've relaxed the rules and they've actually, I don't remember what the name of it is called, but they have a, they have a map that you can go to. And I'll, I'll look it up and I'll, I'll post it on the web. But there's a website that you can go to that has a mile by mile grid with height restrictions on it. So if you go and find your spot, it could say in, in this mile by mile box, you can't fly above 200 feet. But if you go a mile to the north, it might be 600 feet. Got and then it. it might expand out depending on where you are in relation to helipads, private airports, uh, national security places, things like that, national parks, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So they've made it very easy to find where you can and can't fly. Even they've gone as far as even geofencing, which is where the app won't allow you to fly. It's- I've seen that. I've seen that. Is configured to fence you in. So if if your drone is being detected on the GPS as it's out outside of this fence, you won't be able to fly. Got it. I've seen that. I've seen that. Now, if anybody is is the, listening to this, going, you know, I want to get a drone. I want to have some fun. Um, which models? I, I I wouldn't recommend them dropping five grand on this. But which which should they look at? Mavic Two the, Mini. The minis. The Mavic Minis. Mavic too many, yeah. Or, or if you could find a, a you know a, a used Mavic Pro or a, a Mavic Air. See the uh, 
My first introduction to drones was the Phantom 4. Which was huge. Which was huge. It's and huge. it was it was a great drone. And Sean, you were instrumental in me buying this drone because I was afraid that yeah. I was going to crash it and I don't know how to do it. And you're like, dude, these things fly themselves. That's a huge thing people need to understand. These things basically fly themselves. They do auto hover, auto rehome, all this stuff. You just have to kind of guide it every once in a while in the direction you want it to go. And you don't have to worry about it going crazy and flying into your neighbor's window because the moment you let go of your control sticks, it'll go back to a hover state. Yeah, but but what I like about DJI is that they don't limit the professionals, right? They allow you to turn off some of those safety features that that they're enabled by default, right? So if if I hand my drone to somebody who has never flown before, obviously I'm going to turn those things back on or... Uh, they could fly it too fast or things like that, but certain functions you can turn off. So it's, I can go faster or I can fly higher or I can do, you know, a little bit more than just your generic up, down, left, right spin. Do you remember, do you remember drone about seven months ago, a drone was introduced and it was flying through the air and the camera turned and there was a, a hawk flying next to it. I don't even remember. I don't know. I don't remember who the manufacturer of that was. I don't think it was DJI. It was one of the, the. Yeah. There's not too many other companies that are as reputable as DJI in the drone business. And we've talked about this before. You know, it's like back in 2010, it was, there were several drone companies. Yeah. That were very, they were becoming very popular. And then the only ones you know of are DJI now. That's it. They are the, they are the Kleenex of drones. Pretty much. Do they use those in professional sports? Like, because um, I know drones no. are used. No. Yeah. No. no. I mean, they may use it to get outside aerials of buildings, things like that, but you can't have, that's too the much thing, liability. The thing is, well, flying over. that's true. Well, no, they, they do use drones in stadiums, but the thing is, is those drones are not quadcopters. And when I say quadcopters, that means four blades or four sets of blades. These things are using octo or whatever the Roman word for 16 is, but they're using eight blades or 16 blades. So these things are super big, super rugged, and they contain full-size cameras on them, not these. So DJI makes a larger multi-rotor drone called the Matrix. I think it's called the Matrix 1000. Ah, okay, okay. Um, So they make one that has eight blades, and it's used for carrying cinema rig, like full cinema rigs, right? Wow. Obviously, there are levels of professionalism or tiers of if you're a professional, you have multiple options. If you're a consumer, you have multiple options. If you're a prosumer, you've got multiple options too. But well, amazing stuff. Now, Sean, I know you got to take off because you got to get back to the game, right? We have to strike the basketball court because they're playing volleyball tomorrow. Uh, oh, wow. get it ready for that. All right, we'll continue. Justin and I will be continuing. Hopefully, uh, we'll get you next week and we can talk more about some of these big announcements. Sounds great. All right. All right, Sean. Thank, we'll, take care. We'll be back with more of Tech Talk Radio. Find us on the web at techtalkradio.com. Now, back to Tech Talk Radio. So there is a, a big battle brewing in tech right now. And mm-hmm. we've seen the same thing happen with um, local television stations and DirecTV, Dish, even cable companies. I think sometimes they're they're running into issues where and you know more about this because you're in you're in that kind of business. Uh, why suddenly your favorite channel may no longer be offered by your satellite company? Yep. And 
one of the people that one of the companies that are going through this right now is Roku. Uh, and the battle is between Roku and Google. Now, if you remember back in April, uh, Roku and um, YouTube TV were having a battle. Of course, the parent company is Google. And that battle was like, you know, Roku, Google TV is saying, we want money because you, you want to you put us on your device. And Roku is saying, wait a minute, you're making money on mm-hmm. this. We want to be able to carry this for our, our user base, for those that get a Roku device, like the Roku Express or 4K or the Stream 4K. Um, and so when it all boiled down to it, the YouTube TV was pulled off the Roku devices. Now, mm-hmm. they made it possible for anybody who bought a Roku device before that date in April, YouTube TV would still work. But if you bought a device after that date, or even if you bought the device before that date and you never installed it, you were out of luck. But if you bought it after that date, you wouldn't be able to use it. Well, now we're going to see the same thing happen December 9th to just YouTube. And let's face it, you you watch a lot of YouTube, right? I do. All right? So that means if you have a Roku device that you buy after December 9th or you buy now and you don't set it up, you're giving it as a gift for the holidays, if it's not set up with YouTube before December 9th, you will not get that app to be able to run on your Roku devices. Huh. And, you know, a lot of people are upset at that. Well, now we're seeing the same thing now that Roku is now going through and we're hearing Amazon is also going to be another. And we're not saying it's happening, but they're also having a battle with them now. And the next could be Disney Plus for all we know. Yeah. I mean, this is this this is this happens way too often with these content providers. And this is kind of like the driving force behind the cord cutter revolution. Yeah. I mean, the, the you you mentioned it, you touched upon it in the very beginning. Why your favorite channel may not be on your cable or satellite subscriber because every couple of years every cable and satellite provider and every content provider have to go through negotiations. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to like cable channels such as um I mean, I'm just going to throw this out there because, you know, you watch it, but like Hallmark or Lifetime or right. whatever it might be, those kind of just get thrown into the the mix. They're, the package, yeah. They're, they're just kind of like the, the extra icing on the cake, if you will. The big guys, AMC, uh, ESPN, your local channels, those are the ones that are the big negotiators. And every couple years, you're going to see how your cable or satellite provider guarantee you is going to have a banner at the bottom either on the cable or satellite provider side or on your local TV side that's going to say something like, well, we're about to lose this channel. If you want to keep this channel, you got to call this 1-800 number and tell them how much you want to keep this channel. That's usually either the local TV provider, like let's say your local Fox, CBS, NBC, or ABC, or it's going to be the cable provider who's going to dedicate an entire channel, which I've seen on Dish Network personally. Basically, what they do is they take, okay, let me just put it this way. I, I, they took our local Fox station off the air, the company that I work for. Did the same here in Tucson. They took them off the air and they replaced it with a 24-7 repeating video infomercial talking about how they're just trying to play fair they want the fair market value 
for what the channel should be. But then if you, on my side, who actually works for the company that's being blocked, we're like, we want the fair and easy thing. And I'm not a lawyer, so I can't go into the details on really who's right, who's wrong. But from what I heard on the local TV side was that every couple years, the cable and satellite providers keep upping their price because more and more subscribers are dropping and cutting the cord. Right. So therefore, they have to ca- they have to charge the local providers more in order to keep making profit. But my point of view is, you wouldn't have had to do this if you would have listened to consumers twenty years ago when we all said we want a la carte. Yeah. We don't want. Okay. For instance. I'm going to go back to that example. You like Hallmark Channel. Yeah. You should not have to pay an extra $49.99 a month to get a bunch of channels that you don't want to watch just to get the Hallmark Channel. Because, again, that's kind of just thrown into the bundle. Like, all right, yeah, okay, fine, we'll throw Hallmark in with it. Well, but get, you can't getting, get Hallmark by itself. But Well, they're getting smart now. Now they're saying, wait a minute, for the cord cutters, that's why Discovery Plus is available. Well, that's, that's why, why you know, all the streaming services are coming out. Yeah, they're they're all saying, well, we'll just go ahead and that way you can get what you want. Yes. Uh, and if you like ID Channel, you get it all here. You like this, you get it all here. You get you get Paramount Plus, you get Disney or Discovery Plus, you get ESPN Plus, you get Disney Plus. You've got pretty much seventy percent of the content. On the services. And you may be paying more than you were paying for cable. Exactly. That's the crazy thing. That's the thing. You're going to be paying just, people are like, oh, I'm going to cut the cord and save a bunch of money. And then you got Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, AMC, Discovery Plus, Paramount Plus, NBC, Peacock. I mean, you got all those, you know. I'm a Comcast uh, subscriber. I, I use Comcast and Xfinity, and I like it. I do like the fact that on my television in the studio, I don't have, you know, cable plugged into it. I have, you know, Wi-Fi and I've got an Amazon Fire Stick. Yeah. And, you know, when you break it down, too, it's kind of unfair because if Amazon has this battle with Roku and says, well, you can't carry our app, you know, our, our Amazon Prime on your 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 Roku devices, we're not saying that's happening. But if they do that, it's not fair because they also put out a competitive device that has Hulu, Netflix. Yeah. And all these other, you know, YouTube TV, all these other features yeah. that are a part of it. And it's it's unfair. It's almost pushing Roku out. And Roku has some really good originals. It does have access to Crackle. But let's face it, a you know a device manufacturer is not going to survive if they only make it capable for you to get stuff you're going to be able to get on the web. Yeah, you know, and that's it's just not going to work. But you know, you you look at some of the the products that are available. Like with Xfinity, I can have my my television in the studio, and I can have Fox. I can have you know, Hallmark, I can have whatever I want because I subscribe. So I just run the app and I can watch it there. I can even watch West Coast and East Coast feeds. Yep. So having the having the internet, I don't like paying the, the amount that I pay for, a, a, you know, Xfinity. I pay an exorbitant amount of money, but still it's, it's frustrating because like you said, we all want to be able to pick and choose. And if Roku is being forced not to carry the YouTube, then a lot of people watch YouTube. Yeah, I mean, and not only that, think about all the people with Google that have bought, purchased movies through Google. The platform you watch those movies on is YouTube. 
Yep. You're not going to be able to do that anymore. Yep, that's true. And so that is going to affect it. But also, you got to understand too, with, with with this whole battle of the streaming services, right? Uh-huh. This also brings rise to the illegal streaming services. With the digital content now available, mm-hmm. there are a multitude of illegal streaming services that will provide you basically every channel in the world. In the world. Yeah, they used to do this with satellite dishes. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. You could buy a decoder for a satellite dish. If you had a, we had friends uh, in California that had a big full-size dish. This is nothing dish. new. This is nothing yeah. new. Yeah. But the thing is, is, like, I've seen these. I've seen these services where I can basically get every single pay-per-view event for free. Yeah. Well, I, I shouldn't say for free because you do have to pay a subscription to this particular service yeah. uh, anywhere from... 25 to 50 bucks yeah, a month or whatever, but you're getting every movie that's in theaters, every TV show, including past episodes, everything live, everything, uh, 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 but that uh, sports, a pay-per-view and you're getting them all in 4k, not 4k, but like 1080p yeah, quality. That does nothing for the, the, that does nothing for the consumer. No. Ex- well, again, it's illegal. Yeah. It's not, but exactly. I'm saying what, the, what's happening is people are, starting to rebel against even the streaming services yeah, and saying, we want what we want at this price point. And these illegal streaming services are providing it at that price point. Yeah. And I think that's where people are going. And, but the thing, obviously it's illegal. So you're taking that chance that you're going to get caught. You're going to get fined. Most of the time, they don't go after the end consumer. They go after the provider, and that's another whole other story. But it's just interesting how the, the the I don't know, how society just views entertainment content. Right. A lot of people feel everything should be for free, but hey, well, they, of course have, they, can't. they have overhead. It costs to make a movie. Of course it does. The whole bit. So, of course. You know, um, so anyway, if you are thinking about getting a Roku device, now, like I said, there are options. Uh, I'll be honest with you. You know, I'm, so I've got everything in the house now. We got Apple. We've got Amazon Fire Stick. Um, we've got Roku Express because I I bought one to show for the TV segment. So now I got one. It was, it was 20, 20 bucks, right? Sure. And I'll be able to use it. I'll get it set up so I can watch. You know, uh, YouTube. Um, but I also have the one I really like is the TiVo, TiVo Stream 4K. I really like it. Uh, really? It's easy to use. Comes with a good guide. There's a lot of a lot of channels, a lot of content out there. If I, I just want, feel if, like TiVo really just passed its prime, though. I feel like they really missed out. But they're still competing in the world of, of streaming and having this device that allows you to have a guide. It, it's You can't record. They have a, a TiVo de- deck that you can, you can still record with and watch sure. your shows. But it's pretty cool because, I mean, if I want to watch, because there are channels out there, if I want to watch, and you get it with the, the TiVo Stream 4K... If I want to watch, um, you know, uh, what is that game show with the briefcases? The one where you open uh, up- Deal or No Deal. Deal or no- if I want to watch Deal or No Deal on a loop, I can do that. They have mm-hmm. channels for that. So, I, again, you, you have options, but if you're going to get a Roku, you're going to give it as a gift. Remember, get it installed with YouTube before December 9th because that looks like that may be the cutout date. And we'll have to see, you know, where that all ends up. Yeah. Just crazy stuff. All right, now, coming up, you've got a website of the week. Sure. Uh, I want to tell you, I looked at a product. I showed it on Fox 11. You can check out our website for the video. 
But uh, when we, we'll come back after we take a quick break. You can find us on the web at techtalkradio.com. We'll be right back. And now, back to Tech Talk Radio. So you looked at a new product this week. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, it had something to do with what we talked about last week. We, we were talking about new routers, mm-hmm. new technology. And we'll go more into this next week because I really need to go, go through the testing with it. And then I got to send it back. They don't, they're not letting me keep it. It is the Linksys Hydro Pro 6E Ooh, router. This, that is sexy. It's uh, got the Velop Intelligent Mesh. So how this works, and I'll just real quickly tell you about this. So you can have two of these and be able to mesh the network in your home. Or you can get a Velop Intelligent Mesh I don't think you device. would need two of those unless you live in a mansion. Well, it's a 2,700 square foot range, 55 plus devices, and it will transfer at 6.6 gigabits per second. Again, Unless you live in a mansion, you shouldn't need two of those. But say you have a mansion. Okay. All right? And you have two of these. They have this technology in here. I've just got to tell you about And we'll go more into this next week. If somebody breaks the beam and walks by that technology, it will send a motion detector to somebody. So, so it also well, hold serves- on. You use the RF. How do, what do you mean a beam? It, it doesn't use yes, light. There's intelligent mesh technology that if somebody passes in between them, it will set off. You could set up a mesh, a, an actual motion detection system. What? It is It is pretty amazing. So, again, we'll go into that. Now, this sells for about 500 bucks. However, they do have it on the Linksys website. They did, at least for 350 Still okay. a little pricey for a router. You can get cheaper routers, cheaper prices. But sure, this sure. one from Linksys using 6E technology, meaning you get about, I want to say... 14 lanes at the lower bandwidth, seven lanes at the higher bandwidth, which is, you know, the uh, Wi-Fi 6. Sure. So, again, it's pretty good, and you don't have a uh, don't have to have a 6E device to be able to use it. It is backwards compatible. Hmm. So, there you go. We'll, we'll talk more about it next week. Okay. All right. You've got a website of the week. I do, actually, for the first time in a long time. Um, you were talking about something on one of your posts earlier this week with a guy, uh, a gentleman, who was commenting about uh, getting rabbit ears? Yeah, yep. yeah, rabbit ears and a, an antenna because you know you couldn't get your station. We kind of touched upon that in the last segment here about how cable and satellite providers will remove local TV stations, right? But honestly, you don't need your cable and satellite provider. Every local TV station is required by law to offer free over-the-air broadcasting, and just as you said in your post comment that. It's actually better quality if you use an over-the-air antenna. It is. And that is true. So the website of the week is rabbitears.info. And what you can do is you go there and go to the signal map. You type in your area code, and it will show you where you're at, and it will tell you exactly where all of the antennas are for the local stations in relation to where you are. So that way you have an idea of which direction to point your antenna. Now, I'm not talking about, I mean, yeah, sure, you could have rabbit ears. You could also have one of those flat, thin, paper-thin antennas. You could have a flat, thick paper antenna or flat, thick antenna. But at least it gives you the direction to point your antenna. And it gives you the orientation because sometimes the antenna has to be flipped 90 degrees in order to receive certain stations and 90 degrees the other way to receive other stations. So rabbitears.info, check it out. 
All right, we'll be back with more next week of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Justin Lemmy. Have yourselves a great week. Take care.